episode of Run to the Hills. I'm Chris Blands, and this is Tim Taylor. Hey, oh. So, might be slightly noisier today. We are. I'm currently sat in a van outside, stealing Wi-Fi from my mum's house. Tim, you're at Cheer Charge office, safe and sound by the looks of it. Yeah, I'm safe and sound in the office. I've done my morning workout, which uh, luckily involved a 5k run and a lot of press-ups. So I'm uh, all pumped and ready for the day. Got my coffee in my hand, ready to crack on. What was that? 5k, lots of press-ups. What else? Anything? Yeah. Oh, that was it. It was like 100 press-ups, 5k, 100 press-ups. So it was even I could remember what it was. Yeah, good workout. I like that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so our news for the week, we've got, it seems to be, May is the month of virtual races. The big one being, is it Lazarus Lake? Is that his name, Tim? I think that's it, yeah. So is that a thousand kilometers virtually across Tennessee? He's the guy, he's the guy of the Barclays, isn't he? Yeah, the guy behind the Barclays and the big Bigs Backyard Ultra. Um, so yeah, I think it's already got something absolutely outrageous amount of people competing in it already. Um, and yeah, a thousand miles across Tennessee or on your treadmill. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I, t- I spoke to a couple of people who had signed up for it. I've uh, I've declined that opportunity. I'm maybe holding out for something more interesting. Um, that's my excuse. But yeah, and I, I think you've got till the end of August to do it, haven't you? I think so. And you can break it up into as many sort of segments as you want. As of the 30th of April, 6,000 runners from 49 countries have signed up. Wow. So That's amazing. fantastic. He's pretty happy with that. And I think they're also raising some money for it as well. So it's good work all around. Yeah, good work. But, absolutely all around. And you were, you were mentioning um, in our preamble you, that somebody's going to break another record on a treadmill. Yeah, there's a guy, Zach Bitter, who went a little bit viral recently doing 100 miles around a track. I can't remember exactly off the top of my head what it was, but it was something outrageous, like 11 hours, 15 minutes or something stupid or 52 or 12 hours. It was in that ballpark and very, very fast. I think, um, and he's, yeah, he's going to try and break the world record on a treadmill for 100 miles. He's got a load of people lined up to do talking about it, including Ian Corliss, who's a very, very good running photographer and runner and such himself. Oh, cool. And he's doing that as well, actually, raising money for another charity. So at least people are doing good things. That all sounds great, doesn't it? That all sounds really good. And uh, who's on the who's on the podcast this week, Chris? What's the So what's the before we get to that, I have got one last virtual race that we have to talk about. Oh, sorry. So again, a little, it's all right, a little bit closer to home. There's Mark Cockbane of Cockbane Events seems to be pumping out <laughs> endless, endless things for people at board to do. So this <laughs> month, if you're... You're probably a little bit behind, but still give it a crack if you want. Of He's got the accumulator going on. So one mile on the first day of May, two miles on the second day of May, all the way up to, I imagine, what, 31 miles on the 31st of May? Yeah, that's a lot of mileage, that. I need a spreadsheet to count that. Yeah, I think it works out over 400 miles in May. So Wow. Talking of much, much shorter distances, um, we have this week on the podcast is Eve Pannone, who's Team GB junior mountain runner and super fan of fell running. Oh, great. And yeah, we're sort of talking about she was at the World Championships last year in Argentina. Sadly, it looks like I think they've been postponed this year or most of the European and world races seem to be. 
And so we're talking to her about that race in Argentina, about how to get into fell running. And it's mostly sort of, I know me, especially this, I'm sort of sat here going a little bit stir crazy and craving the mountains and such. So the idea of fell running is very, very appealing. And I might've had some of my self-interest at heart asking someone that's a fell runner to talk me through fell running, but hey, it's all good. That's great. It's good to chase your passions. I'm looking forward to it, Chris. It's good. Without further ado, here's Eve. It was incredible. I'd done a European Championships before, but nothing compared to the how good all the runners were in the World Champs. It was you stood at the start line and looking around at the competition, and just every single one of the athletes was incredible but also the whole atmosphere of it because I was there as a junior athlete and there was also the senior competition. So I was surrounded by these runners who I've kind of been following on Instagram and because they're the best in the world. And then to be able to see them and be eating meals with them, it was just amazing. Plus it was in Argentina, which was pretty cool. Pretty amazing. Um, so for people that don't know, describe to us what mountain running is and what was the course like? What's the sort of, is it up, down? What's the format? So mountain running is, as it says, running, running at mountains. Um, in how it differs from fell running, fell running can be, you do some of the navigation yourself. Quite often it's kind of off the beaten path, um, smaller trails, whereas mountain running is usually more hard pack trails, um, very laid out paths and obviously when you're in other countries it's a lot bigger mountains the race we did was in Patagonia in Argentina and the course was incredible the original course failed its safety inspection the night before (laughs) um, due to it had been a lot hotter than expected so a lot of snow had melted which meant a river crossing we were meant to do now became like a full-on waterfall we were going to have to swim through so they had to change that but it was still properly we'd still had some water crossings where they had all the officials stood in the water big nets up to stop us being swept down the river um it was super super steep it was a lapped course in the end so it was like a mile and a half of walking uphill because it was just too steep to run up then you'd sprint down and then do it again and it was great fun but one of the hardest courses i've ever done so is that a three mile total course so it was about seven miles in total so it's like up about a mile and a half down about a mile and a half longer bit yeah. up about a mile and a half down about a mile and a half sprint and how do you do uh i came 17th which i was really really happy with it was kind of because I'd never done a world champs before. I mean, I was happy just to be there. I kind of didn't have a position in my head. Um, so it was a bit odd because I didn't know, I had no idea how I would do, but I was really, really happy to get a top 20. Did you find, obviously the race format's a bit different, Argentina being different to the Lake Districts, but did you find it being a world championships added extra pressures, different pressures, or was it just sort of, I'm here, let's see how I can do. Yeah, it was weird because if you do a fur race in the Lake District, you kind of turn up, everyone has a bit of a chat, you kind of set off at quite a steady pace, 
then you finish and you go to the pub and eat some chips. So it was quite a different format. Fell running think, is just great, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really is. But I think it was quite, I mean, it was interesting to see all the different countries. And I mean, we were there warming up with the American team and all their coaches were like telling them what to do. And there was only two of us in our GB team. Um, so we were both kind of trying to keep each other as calm as possible. But it was bound to be way more nerve wracking than anything I've ever done before. But once you kind of get running, you kind of forget about all that. The first maybe 30 seconds, it was like, oh, my God, I'm in the world championships. But then as soon as you started on the climb, you kind of you're just running and it's what you do. And you kind of settled into it a bit. And then as soon as it got to the downhill, I instantly started enjoying it because I love running downhill more than anything. Perfect. Um, Okay, brilliant. So one of the other things I want to talk to you about is a lot of people at the moment cooped up inside, similar to sort of probably how you and I both are, and are wanting, looking at new sort of things that they want to do when they can get back outside again. And I think fell running for a lot of people, it's that laid back atmosphere. It's super intense, super fun, but it's a very chilled, very sort of open to people sport if they know about it. I was wondering if you could yeah. sort of go through with us, what would be your advice to people starting out in fell running or looking to take up fell running? So I think, first of all, it's kind of pick which races you want to do because there are so many great races out there, but it's about knowing which ones are kind of better for beginners because obviously you don't want to start off on like a 12-mile super sketchy one where you need to have all the local knowledge but a great way of doing that is if you go on to the Farrunners um, Association page it'll say whether you need local knowledge or whether there's any experience required for each race so it's quite good to find out whether it is suitable for beginners and I'll um, put a link to the show in the show notes to that as well yeah that'd be great the other another thing is a lot for most races, it requires you to carry essential kit. And most of this essential kit is stuff that most people have lying around their house anyway. But it's for health and safety, obviously, if you're up a mountain, you've always got to have a waterproof coat, waterproof trousers, hat, glove, whistle, and something to carry it all in. And I mean, you can get, some people have super high-tech versions of all this kit, but you can get this dirt cheap and it's there to protect you if anything should happen. Um, final piece of advice would be that it is perfectly acceptable to walk on all the uphills. There's been a couple of times when I've introduced a friend to fell running and forgot to tell them that people do walk up hills and they've tried to run the whole hill. And that's not necessary. I mean, the world cha- at the World Championships, people were walking the uphills because it's easier. And the final thing would be that it's so much fun. So just give it a go and see whether you like it. Do you have any races that you've done in the past that you think would be really good sort of first time off ones or races that you've recommended for others? I think quite often during the summer months on a, you have your races at the weekends, which are normally kind of the bigger races that are more kind of for more experienced runners but often on a Wednesday evening there's just little local races 
So there was a great series of great couple of races last year called the Lady of the Forest and Lord of the Forest series that I did in Keswick. And they're just like little races run by local clubs on a Wednesday evening. And they're great for beginners. And they always finish with fish and chips afterwards. Again, the dream. Is there yeah. any races, probably not necessarily for beginners this one, but is there any races that you've got on your bucket list? Um, in the in the Lake District, there's a few races that I really want to do. Not necessarily because I, mainly because I they've clashed with other races, so I've never had the opportunity to do them. Um, I'd like to do the Coldale Horseshoe is one that I'm really keen to do. And then my dad, a few years has done for a few years has done the Tour de Helvellyn, which is a big race, and I think it'll be a few years till I do that. But that's a big thirty mile race. Thirty mile. Yeah, so it'll be a few years till I do that. But that's one that I definitely want to have a go at. And then outside of the UK, I'd really like to do some of the World Cup races. So I'd love to do Sierra now and some of the races like that. So going back to just for a second with people starting out in uh, fell running, is there anything with, obviously fell running is very up, very down, and it's a lot more intense than the sort of longer traditional running races that most people start doing in the training, like marathons, half marathons. Is there anything in particular you recommend for people with training that want to sort of start taking up fell running probably got a little bit of a base in running already um hill sessions are a good place to start i think running up hills uses a different kind of muscle to running on the flat by no means so if you've got hills nearby then practicing running up and down hills if not then maybe is it, do... the, is it um sorry to interrupt is it as important it might sound silly but is the up and the down as important sort of thing in my view, the uphill, what my coach has already to always told me is uphill is more strength, so you need to do reps to train for it. Downhill is more technique. So running downhill, you maybe want to practice as much, but you don't need to do full-on sessions because it's more just how you run downhill rather than any particular fitness. Whereas to run uphills, you just need to get the fitness by grinding out hill sessions. Um, if you don't have hills nearby, then doing strength training is quite good for running up and down hills. So doing some S and C is probably would be very, very beneficial for getting faster running up hills. So this is a quick fire round. Don't have to answer the questions quickly. I'll try and ask them in some form of variant speed. How many pairs of trainers do you own? I've got four pairs that I regularly run in, many more hidden away in a box that I get out when I feel the need, but they're meant to be retired shoes. I've only got four that I use on a regular basis. Um, any particular, is there a favorite pair at the moment? Hmm. Well, at the moment I'm using the road shoes a lot more than normal, which don't often get used, but, Shameful. Shameful. but I'm enjoying those road shoes. They're a pair of ons, which are very comfy. Okay. And um, what's the longest you've gone without washing your running kit? Hmm. Well, 
because I like wearing different running kit every time I run so I may wear a top and then hang it up and leave it for a while and then come back to it but it would only be like one wear so I'd probably say like a week which probably isn't great but it's not the boldest um I think (laughs) I think our record so far was it a month and a half oh i'm sure it was a month and a half yeah (laughs) so you're still you're all right okay what's the strangest thing you've come across on a run oh that's a tricky one there's a race i did whereas it was a time trial to the top so i ran up to the top and then on the way back down i passed a fully inflatable um dinosaur running up the race which i wasn't expecting to see that was quite odd. Yeah, a face covered as well. Yeah, it was like a full blown up eight foot dinosaur running through the forest. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? That, that's unfair. <laughs> so next question. What's the sketchiest place you've been for a run? Um, oh, there's quite a few runs where I've been out and been like, this isn't running, this is just full on scrambling. There's one race I did last April called Dungeon Gill, where it is just a full on scree slope back down. It's like a three mile race with over 2000 foot of climb. And it was just, you just slid back down. That was quite scary. Dungeon Gill? Yeah, it's in the Lake District. It's such a good race, but it was just so, I was like, if I fall now, I will break my neck. It was so That's much amazing. fun. Amazing. <laughs> I love anything as well where if I fall now, I'll break my neck. It was so much fun. <laughs> okay, so this question in our quick fire round is because of an answer that you gave me um when we were talking the other day. What's the most interesting prize you've seen at a race? Oh, can I give you two for this one? I think we'll allow it. We'll allow it. So one of them was we just got we finished the race and when they were giving out the prizes, they just had their lost property box and they just said, anybody can help yourself to the lost property, which was absolutely great. Cause there were like trainers that were old socks. You could just find what you wanted. And I think the other one is a race where beer was the prize, which is standard and foul running, but they gave the person who came in seventh place, seven bottles of beer, the person who came in sixth place, six bottles of beer right up to the first place who only got one bottle of beer and I thought that was quite a funny way of doing it yeah like that okay road or trail trail hot or cold hot I hate being cold smart sun or rain sun gotta be and favorite music to run to hmm I like common people by pulp I think that's a good steady one other than that on long runs i just like something steady that i know i won't get bored to thank you everybody for listening to this episode of run to the hills if you could please go to itunes stitcher spotify wherever you listen to this leave us a rating and a review and that would be absolutely amazing if not give us a subscribe thank you and see you next week